0: And welcome everyone to another exciting episode of the Chorus on Pulse. Today is July tenth, twenty seventeen. We are exactly oh shit, we don't have the number here for the Last Jedi, and uh, this is episode number seventy six. Here with me as always is James and David. Isn't this episode seventy seven? Seventy seven. God damn, double <laughs> fuck up.
1: Wow, wow.
0: Time traveling Tom.
1: You're the worst. <laughs> but yeah, how uh how are you gentlemen doing today? And I asked
0: you because hey, I could actually get a response from you instead of the crowd. Ah. Good. How are how are things with you guys apart from uh not doing a whole lot of prep work for this? Hundred and fifty days away from rogue or not rogue one, damn it. Last Jedi. <laughs>
2: Your speaking privileges have been revoked for the for an hour. Oh, that certainly is not going to
1: happen. As opposed to uh, as opposed to Tom, I can carry on a <laughs> I can carry on a conversation with Tom and not you, James, for an hour. Oh, uh, so I've actually been watching some of the Star Wars Force and Destiny stuff. I haven't finished watching all of them. Have you guys watched any of these things? Yes. What have you kind of thought about them?
0: Uh, they're alright. You know, they're pretty good, well-made cartoons for uh, going along with their game there. Unexpected little blip of content from something I didn't expect.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was the thing that they teased back at Celebration. For whatever reason, I thought that these pieces were going to be significantly longer. But, you know, to be honest, for the stories that they're telling and the manner in which they're telling them, these short, like, two and a half minute things seem to be working out pretty well. I also do have to say that I do like the being notion that they went back to a hand-drawn style as opposed to something that was more cgi like the clone wars or rebels was uh just because it gives it again a very different look within the medium
2: i admit i haven't really watched any of them yet but uh from what i've heard that they've been decent and now you gentlemen are confirming it to me but the uh, clips i did see the little bits i agree dave that that hand-drawn look is a lot better
0: yeah, it harkens back to the uh, old Clone Wars series, the original first Clone Wars series.
1: I was going to say, the look is almost identical in my eyes to that, but I know that there are going to be major differences that a more trained eye will be able to see that I can't, but you know, it's it's a fun, nice throwback in a lot of ways.
0: Didn't expect a big uh, push from that, but yeah, it looks, it looks cool, and I'm not too interested in the game, but if it if it helps them move uh, units of that game and people like it, hey, more the merrier. But uh, we have uh, the schedule, because July 15th, so you should be getting this on a Friday, will be Saturday. Uh, the schedule's coming out uh, for D23, this year's big Disney convention, where we might get some Last Jedi content. Or it was confirmed that uh, Ryan Johnson is going to be there. We don't have a exact time of when that's going to happen, but uh, it looks like it might be somewhere between 10:30 a.m. to noon on Saturday, and I'm guessing that specific time. But they will have uh, some video games uh, news for us as well. That will be in the earlier afternoon, and then information on uh, their Star Wars part of their parks for uh, Disney. We'll be in the much later afternoon, early evening for the rest of us in the eastern parts of the country. But uh, And then uh, maybe we'll finally get an announcement on the third mysterious film, uh, standalone film project that should be mired in controversy as well for uh, D23. That's been the rumor.
1: I feel like there's a very good chance that we're going to get the behind-the-scenes footage and have Ryan Johnson talk through a little bit about what people actually see at D23. And... I'm trying to decide whether or not I think that there's going to be an announcement about about the next film. Part of me thinks that they're actually going to push it from D23 over to Comic-Con uh, just because I feel like You know, they're looking to hold back something for Comic-Con just so they do have an impact and a splash there. Uh, Just so that Disney takes up more and more of the eye there. Even though, you know, they're going to take up a lot of it with everything that's going on with the Marvel franchises right now.
0: I don't think Star Wars is going to be at Comic-Con. I'm now remembering reading an article a couple days ago where that information was uh, present. I don't remember where I read it.
2: But without actually Googling it, I do remember basically the same thing Tom mentioned. I remember reading something to that effect.
1: Well, what I have seen here is that Lucasfilm is going to be there, but there will not be any press events or interview opportunities this year. So they're focusing on their booth engine floor. Uh, And they did specifically announce that there's not going to be anything related to specifically The Last Jedi.
2: Doesn't preclude their new film.
1: Yeah, and I'm. Without a big, you know, other press event, I wouldn't expect them to make an announcement like that. But at the same time, part of me is wondering whether or not they'll they'll sneak something in other in a different manner.
2: Well, particularly if they've already announced it, say, at D23, they can do more details there. But again, like you said, not a big press event, but just having some some things to hand out or such.
1: Perhaps, but, you know it's really on them to decide exactly how they want to move forward with everything. Part of me is also wondering if because of how I guess in flux things went with the Han Solo film at this point, I'm wondering whether or not they're actually reevaluating how they wanted to do that, that last anthology film because which is the last announced star Wars film. And part of me expects that. And part of me is grateful that they're going to take some extra time and really make sure that they don't screw up the last Star Wars movie that we're going to get for a period of time. And even if that's not the case, and even if you know there's less than a year gap between that movie and whatever the next one is, I, I do want them to make sure that they're doing what they feel comfortable with. So that way it's not a surprise when different things happen for them.
2: I think it's cute that you think
1: we're not going to get one within a year from that movie. I honestly, I'm expecting at least a year or two break.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I think maybe they can learn from their mistakes here and uh, they'll be a well-oiled machine going forward. I don't see them being like, uh, I mean, Marvel accelerated. I mean, they kind of had their first phase plan. I could see them announcing like a similar, you know, their new plan because this is the plan we got. They're almost at the end of it. It's going to be, was it six films? Yeah, three and three. Then they'll go from there. I wouldn't mind it slowing down a little here and there, especially, uh, you know, going forward. We'll see how things wrap up with this uh, the sequel trilogy, and then we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. But I, I think, hopefully, okay, they've made mistakes. Hopefully they learn from them and things get a bit smoother. You know, movie production ain't exactly a uh, hard science, but let's hope that they uh, don't hire uh, hacks to uh, direct their movies. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud, but I did. You didn't mean to, but you said it and you kind of meant it.
1: Yeah, so out of all of these panels that are happening at D23, I really think for me, if we get any kind of announcement about what's going to happen after the end of Star Wars Rebels, in terms of what the next project that Lucasfilm Animation is going to work on, that is the thing that I'm most intrigued in hearing about here at D23 I'd really be saddened if they hold that off for the next celebration, uh, just because that means that there's not going to be a whole lot of lead-up time to the next show, or that there's going to be a big gap. The other thing uh, that I'm honestly really pumped for is that Level Up, the Walt Disney Company Video Game Showcase. We've been hearing a lot of rumors that we've gone over in past episodes about the Visceral game and Battlefront 2 specifically, and I'm really hoping that we can dive a bit more into both of those games.
2: I mean, the Battlefront 2 should be, at least story-wise, you'd think should be nearing completion at, th- at this point.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think story is done. It's got to be, in some ways, just because of the way that video game production goes.
2: Yeah, because you need a story before you can do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So I bet you're right, we're going to get something.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, it's also one of those pieces where, because Inferno Squad is coming out on the 25th of July, that is still something that I'm very, very excited for, and very interested in.
0: No, yeah, we're rumored to be getting some behind-the-scenes footage of The Last Jedi. Would you guys prefer a trailer or this behind-the-scenes B-roll thing?
1: I'd prefer another trailer, but I'm okay with the B-roll, because sometimes the B-roll can be very exciting. Like, the Rogue One behind-the-scenes piece was incredible, in my opinion, because it really focused in on some of the aspects and films uh, and pieces of the film that even though they weren't a lot of it was didn't wind up being used they were still just showing a lot of the set dressing which is something that when you're watching the movie can sometimes be a little bit lost like i remember the rogue one behind the scenes had this awesome awesome footage of where they just had the various creatures and characters that they had looking at the camera and it it just like kind of flicked between like five or six different Different creatures that we had never really seen before, and they all looked unique and interesting. And that's that for me is the kind of thing that builds up a movie, even if it's not you know core to the story.
0: I'm with you on that. I'm not a big fan of the behind the scene B-roll till after I've seen the film. I would prefer another trailer and a little discussion, maybe some new footage. In that sense,
2: yeah, I'm with you, Tom. I want I want the um a trailer. Um, I mean, I think I remember last year at Celebration what they did was you had a trailer shown to the celebration and then we got b-roll online
1: well they got both the the whole thing was is they showed online the b-roll two or three times because they were shown other clips or extended trailers and cuts uh if you were actually in the audience
2: oh yeah yeah that's what i meant um they got both what i think will happen is the same thing will happen here and you and I and everyone who watches from home won't have an actual trailer for like another three weeks.
0: Yeah, or maybe that uh, they'll let that leak to the internet during Comic Con, which is only the next week after uh, D23. But yeah, I'd I prefer a trailer, uh, or yeah, just a good discussion with Ryan Johnson. I was watching some of his discussions he's had with uh, some of his earlier works, and uh, he's a smartass. He's entertaining to uh, to listen to. You know, he's funny. Like him and, uh, if you. I think I mentioned this before, Dom Held Gleason's pretty funny in a lot of interviews. Funny how? It's just funny. He's a smartass. He does he amuse you? Yeah, very sarcastic, you know. You're not falling for my bait. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not seeing the bait. Never saw Goodfellas, but anyway. Put a little peshy on that. Next time I'll get that. I didn't get that. Funny how? How the fuck am I funny? There you go. Now I got you. If you're gonna give me any any
2: video footage, I don't want a b-roll. I want a trailer. But if you're not gonna give me any video footage, I'd be
1: very okay with a a um, just like a nice discussion panel. I honestly, I haven't really followed a D twenty three before. Have either of you? Nope. Yeah, I watched
0: the uh, other two, and you know, it's 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 a lot of like I call it like propaganda. It's like press junket interviews. There's really no discussion ever about film and any of these things. Those come afterwards, but you know, it's like. Well, what was the last Jedi like? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, you know, working with Kathleen Kennedy, she gave me everything I needed and it was the best experience ever, blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, you know, like really talk about the film, don't just
1: I feel like that's really what we're gonna get here. So like I'm couldn't expect something like that happening because, you know, they have an hour and a half scheduled for all Walt Disney Studio live action films. There's just no way to get in, like, discussions about films, any of the films, in that kind of period of time. So, for me, I I think for me, the one thing I would be disappointed in is if we don't get any new footage with that B-roll. Because... The B-roll is the B-roll, and it's the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I know Ryan johnson has been taking some incredible photos, so if, even if he shares just some of that in addition to it, I'll, I'll be kind of happy. And I wonder if that might be the exact reason why they're bringing him in, to specifically show off some of the photos and to do a little bit of filler time.
0: I don't know about that. They're bringing in the director of their uh, one of their live-action movies. I'm trying to think. There might I think they're redoing another one of their animated movies as a live action film because beauty and the beast made a fuckload of money so they're like let's keep doing this when in doubt remake yeah yeah but hopefully we'll get something it's uh it's only a week away less than a week away at this point in time and for our listeners hours away and then uh whatever they uh we don't see we know we're not seeing the last jedi at comic-con but we'll uh, be seeing anything else i don't know any last bets any last uh you know all the money all your worldly possessions what do you think the last anthology film is going to be oh sweet god this is for it's only for everything you own i don't feel like this is a fair bet
1: if i'm betting everything i own i'm betting on a boba fett movie
0: grown boba fett all right it
1: it's, it's not what i want but it's what i expect
2: but but you can't do that cuz then you and i are going to be betting on the same thing
1: well, I guess since Tom hasn't made his uh, declaration done yet, I suppose he's the house and he just takes all of our stuff.
2: But again, this is because we're betting everything we own, and that's the safest bet.
1: Which seems to be the thing that Disney has been doing as of late, which is sad. Um, but, you know, I think I think it really is like, what should it be might be a better question.
2: Didn't uh, Ridley in Tilly's ask that? Yeah,
0: exactly that. We don't know yet, but I, I, I'm i gonna go uh, eat Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. There's one
1: specific reason why I don't think we'll see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, and that is that <laughs> we we have too much Obi-Wan Kenobi in terms of spaces for you to tell a new story in. Because the Clone Wars are canon, Rebels is canon, the prequel movies are canon, and the Last, the um, and the original trilogy are canon as well as anything new that's coming out.
0: Pablo Pablo Hidalgo himself said that the movies trump everything else.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, they did a canon white for a specific reason. And if they just decide that, oh, you know what, we're not counting the Clone Wars anymore, or no, like the Marvel comics aren't considered canon anymore, or no, the Heir to the Jedi book that that, you know, featured Luke Skywalker and was the journal of Obi-Wan Kenobi is no longer canon. If they just throw that out the window, then what the point was then what was the point of the canon reboot in the first place. So I don't think that they're going to go that route.
0: Oh yeah, they don't care. They just want to make money. They don't care about their fans.
1: Yeah, in that case like if if you think that they care nothing for the canon, then I could see that happening only if Eamon McGregor signed on. Oh, I think yeah. if 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 they can't get even McGregor signed on to that movie, that
0: movie doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. I could see them. They'll redo anything in order to make some money. They don't care. I wouldn't either. Like, oh, wait, we can't do this? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't in that case because some guy wrote a comic book during that time period. Well, guess what? That comic book is now gone. I mean, I would do the same thing.
2: I actually would really like a uh, Kenobi movie. Well, like you said, Dave, there's no spot for it. What I'd like to see... And this one, I think there's a 3% chance of getting. Any, either of you guys read the Death
1: Trooper book? Oh, come on. The zombie, ga- the zombies in Star Wars?
2: Hey, all I'm saying is zombies are in. They're in vogue. People love zombies in this, in this society. It's a, it's a cash king. You put Star Wars and zombies together. It has been done already before. And the book was actually a decent book. It was a decent like horror book.
1: Honestly, if you were going to do something in that vein, I would have rather them held the story of the Screaming Citadel and just turned that into a film.
2: You don't think that was testing some waters?
1: No, I don't. I I really, really don't.
0: That or we could do a Caravan of Courage remake.
1: You know, there are certainly enough Easter eggs throughout the new Star Wars stuff where they've been referencing the Caravan of Courage and a couple other things that eh, could possibly happen.
0: Hell yeah. You shut your mouth. Ridley really, Artillis took us a to task. He said, yeah, a lot of uh, other people have been saying uh, just redo KOTOR or Boba Fett or uh, stuff like that. But uh, he did bring up the point of, you know, what else could be, could be brought up in the universe? What other movie, whatever story, plot element, stuff like that. I'm paraphrasing a little off what he said, but. Could get
2: a rogue, not a rogue squadron, but like a X-Wing fighter combat movie.
1: Top Gun in Space? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Aww. How about you, Dom? Do you have anything that you think would, uh, would be a good direction or type of film to go in?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you have this huge 30-year gap. You could put all sorts of films into that area. I mean, we all kind of, I mean, at least us wanted to... Uh, these standalone films to be different. I wouldn't be opposed to a Star Wars space horror movie. I wouldn't be opposed to a carrier-based action fighter movie. The one of the interesting things of Bloodline was Leia Leia's parentage getting revealed and people knowing that her father her biological father was Darth Vader. I'd like to see how the universe reacted to such news and how dissent might have grown within uh, the New Republic from information like that. One idea me and a friend had just talking uh, you know, we'd like to see a planet and their just their like history of like going from through the Clone War, not necessarily the Clone Wars, but the late rebellion era to the New Republic era you know, kinda make up a make up a new planet, see what uh how their society changed over time. But that was more of a like miniseries or T V show idea that would be pretty interesting but
1: i i also agree with you on that point it sounds like it would make a much better tv series because then you'd also want to get multiple perspectives like you know someone from the political elite someone from the merchants someone from that's just like a street person or something like that and to get an idea of how life changed and varied uh you know between the empire and the new republic
0: yeah aaron sorkin if you're listening which he's... Oh God, I hope he's not. Especially this episode. We've had a lot of fuck-ups. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Please, Mr. Sorkin, we have other work that's better. Don't judge us for this. But, yeah, I mean, there's... It's a whole universe. So You can tell a whole universe of stories. I mean shit there's you could do you know there's a staple uh, tv episode of and movie the lost in the pacific where you have a downed rebel pilot and the downed imperial tie fighter pilot <laughs> you know on a on an uninhabited planet and they have to fight against the elements and then they eventually survive you know whatever that's been done on so many shows and movies but it would you know that's something interesting to see once again it might work better in a tv show but Hell, I think we were talking about this with the Force Awakens because we did. It was a blank slate for us as fans. We got go back and listen. We had a bunch of episodes that we talked about this and seeing Force users as being persecuted, I think, would be interesting because you have all these deaths and now all these deaths at the hand of the First Order, which, you know, again, it's the same lineage, the same genetic lineage of this this guy's grandfather, who's in league with these people you know, how many trillions have died because of these force users? Why are we allowing these people to walk amongst us in society? They could almost do like an X-Men thing. And, and full-on
1: peace brigade.
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's an interesting aspect they could pull out of the old EU, you know, bring some of that old cannon back. Uh, there's this, yeah, a whole wealth of, in different areas that can go into, not only the stuff from the past and the ancient aliens and, you know stuff like that with the you know the Star Forge. There's there's just tons 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 of stuff. So all they have to kind of do is kind of jump off and explore. Which, like we were saying, that's not safe to do. That's you're going off into a into a new area. So I think a new area, but might give them some confidence. Really, is Kotor, whereas it's old but new at the same time. People kind of want to see it.
1: Well, I'll say this much. So. In the end, you think they should do a KOTOR movie. Am I understanding that right? Oh,
0: I think they should do a KOTOR trilogy after the sequel trilogy. And oh, well, we're them... talking
1: about the anthology movie. At the oh, the so anthology? Think,
0: should the anthology movie be a KOTOR movie?
1: Uh, No, no,
0: that should be a trilogy. Okay. Uh, I so, would so, say...
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of things that I think it would be all right for it to be, but what do you think it should be? Because that's really the question here. It's not, you know, there's a bunch of different ideas. As you mentioned, there's a thousand different ways it could go. But what do you think for Star Wars, for both us as fans and for the franchise, the best movie that they can make is for the direction that we'd like to see everything going and for what we believe these anthology films should be?
0: Well, this was something we touched on a couple episodes ago, which was. Switching the Han Solo movie and the story for Battlefront Two, I would like to see the Battlefront Two story premise because it's an interesting premise as a movie. Kind of like you,
1: the move, the next anthology movie that you want to see is from an Imperial
0: yeah, Imperial standpoint, basically an
1: Imperial warfighter movie.
0: Yeah, then they're dealing with the fall of the Empire and still going down the road of uh, you know following a dead man's orders and how far will they go and how. Terrible of actions will they uh, instigate in order to appease this uh, dead evil asshole? Who they now you know learn is the empire was bad or whatever. Or do they learn that? Exactly, you know you could go you go a lot of different ways with that. You could have different characters coming at it at different angles. So I mean that's good interpersonal drama right there.
2: I would personally love that movie. I don't think we'd ever get because it'd have to be dark. Well, not dark, but you you know there'd have to be a, a degree of darkness.
1: I think for an anthology film, that's okay. Because again, Rogue One was kind of dark. It, I think it could have been a lot darker, but it was, you know, there was darkness there. You'd need more of it if you were to do an Imperial point of view one in the future, unless you simply sanitized it. Um, where a lot of the, the worst acts of violence and like are talked about and discussed as kind of like a clinical method. As opposed to actually seeing it happen.
0: Yeah, Rogue One was not as uh, not as happy go lucky. That's for sure. Yeah, it was not a regular science, fun, lighthearted space opera movie. No, agreed. Uh, I think for me,
1: I am. There are two different kinds of movies that I'm looking for. Uh, so I'll give you the one that I think is more likely to happen, uh, and it actually ties in very closely to you, Tom. I want a heist movie, but I want a very specific heist movie. I want a heist movie that takes place in that interim period between the New Republic and uh, the Force Awakens because I want to see them. I want to see them steal stuff from like an Imperial base. I want that so badly, and I want one of the people there to be a First Order agent who's kind of getting all this stuff, who's who's basically gone out and collecting things in a lot of ways, similar to Terek's.
2: I was about to say Terek.
1: Yeah, I would love for something like that to be made into a film where you could even have that be like, okay, you know, in the end, like, you, it's never really said. And then at the end, like, when the handoff happens, it's just like, so, you know, what well, can I call you? Can we do business again? It's just like, absolutely. And the guy will nod and say, like, absolutely. Here's my card. You may know me as Terex or something like that. And I think that that would be something really neat and interesting to see. It gives a very different idea in terms of stakes. It's not we're trying to save people. It's not, you know, we're trying to, to, you know, do the greater good. It's no, we are trying to get rich here. And considering how major motivation that is, I feel like that could be something that works out really well now the only question is is that what the han solo movie is going to be like and i just don't know we really don't have much information about what the han solo movie is going to be like because if that kind of idea happens in the han solo one then this guy's right out
0: that's why it's kind of like i want han solo to do good though i don't want to see it because i want them to get crazy with some of their other projects and, uh, I hope for the best now. Yeah. Like that sounds good, David. Like, I don't know who that character is, nor do I really care, but I, I want something set in that era real bad. It's kind of explaining things.
1: Yeah. Or, or not even explaining things because I don't feel like that movie would explain shit about the greater political ramifications about what's happening. But what that movie would do is it would provide setting dressing. It would provide reactions. It would provide like mini headlines. It would provide some concept for just fleshing out that period of time, which I think would be really neat.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, any film set in that area is going to explain something about that era. That's true. And so, again, I'm jumping eras.
1: Not all the way back to KOTOR, but I want something set pre-Phantom Menace. And my idea that I would have there is if is to see the Jedi and the Republic at, in many ways, the height of their power. And to see them when they were doing the most good. And the reason why I want to see that is because I want to see what was lost. I want to see what, what it really meant for the Republic to fall. You know, you have all these people striking out against this massive empire to restore the Republic. But frankly, from what I saw in episodes 1, 2, and 3, Republic, honestly, not all that it was cracked up to be. And so what I want to see is I want to see, I don't... I'm still a little bit in the middle about what kind of film I want it to be. And I think I want it to be about a Jedi Padawan. And I think I just want it to be a story about a Jedi who, you know, has now been selected for his Padawanship with a master uh, who's going out and learning about, about what the Republic does. And, you know, the struggles that come along that come along with that. Like that. That's, that's the space that I'd like to explore. Maybe Just like because, a uh,
0: a young Count Dooku and a young Qui Gon. You know that would work, but
1: I'm not. I'm not super interested in seeing the stories of Jedi that we know very well. Like for me, part part of my idea is honestly, you know, in the first in the first Star Wars Jedi Starfighter game, you know, one of the things that you start off doing was you were really You were playing as Adi Gallia and you were fighting against pirates and the like. That is what I kind of want to see happen. I want to see Jedi going up against pirates with like, you know, sector rangers or something like that. Just so that we've got a new, different feel to Star Wars and to that era. Because as much as I know that those prequel movies get lambasted... The error that they set up was one that, in my opinion, was very interesting. I want to see how the Republic handled organized crime or didn't. You know, I want to know and see and learn about whether the old Republic had always been so corrupt. Or if the old Republic actually dealt with those things pretty drastically, and like how much of the old Republic's rot was were things that Palpatine himself instituted in order to weaken the institutions to allow for the Confederacy to rise up, and how much of it you know existed in the first place?
0: So much of the uh, old Republic and the Jedi Order were laughably and heavy-handedly uh, bad and just incompetent. Uh, I, I yeah. So I, I'd have to believe that it started to decay much longer before that, because a lot of things that were going on in the prequel movies uh, painted a really stupid picture of the system of government. So it would be it would be interesting, yeah, to learn more about it. I don't know. I, I still think you'd have to redo the prequels because those were just bad. The societies were bad. The Jedi Order was bad. They were stupid, like laughably stupid. Only the Sith were semi-intelligent Palpatine. And even then, you know, it was just... I don't know. I I think you'd have to redo the prequels at that point. Unless you go a couple hundred years back.
1: And and that's part of what I'm thinking. You know, how far back would you need to go before you wound up in a situation where the Republic was good? and, And the Jedi were good. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see what was lost. And even if you... Even if you have the idea of the Republic, you know, being in being essentially like rotted wood at the end, being rotted wood when, you know, the phantom menace even occurred, which I would frankly probably agree with. You know, I want to see it at the height of the power. So I want to see what the dream was. Like, how far did they get to that dream of a unified society out there? because that that for me would, On the one hand, I feel like it would again be a very different kind of movie, but at the same time, it would also allow me to experience the loss that I'm sure Bail Organa feels, that Mon Mothma feels, that so many of the characters feel when the Republic went away. Because maybe they remember, maybe they don't, maybe they remember their parents telling them what it was like, especially in the Organa's case, since they're a monarchy.
0: Yeah, because you don't really get their sense of loss because they're not really losing a republic at that point. They're losing this pseudo-fascist, you know, it's all, those prequels just blew ass.
1: Yeah, and that's that for me is why, like, you know, I strongly feel that either re-examining those and taking a, taking the focus completely away from Anakin Skywalker and exploring what it meant for other people, I think that that can be a really powerful engine for, for storytelling. And I think that we actually see at least some of that in the Clone Wars, now, granted, again, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, a smaller group of people, but in the Clone Wars, when you start talking about what the war is like for other people, especially in some of the later seasons, when you're talking about the clones and how they interact with the Coruscant, you know, nightlife, I feel like that is where you start to have very interesting ideas about you know what does what does the republic actually mean as opposed to just this vague idea of a of a go- of a system of government that frankly looks like it just dicks around with people frankly
2: what are your thoughts if they did something like that but like documentary style
1: now are you talking like faux documentary like district 9 or are you talking like I'm trying to think of another like style of documentary film that I've seen lately but I'm not entirely sure
2: I mean, think about all the World War II documentaries we have ever seen. Like, what if they did something really neat, you know, a two and a half, two hour or so documentary of this is what the Old Republic was like. And it was like an in-universe documentary. So it would be as if we are uh, citizens of, like, Coruscant or whatever watching this documentary of what it used to be like. You know, maybe they're doing, like, reenactments
1: and battles and such. But you, you, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Absolutely not. I think I would hate that. What I would like is if they did do something like that, the same way that I don't know if you guys have ever watched the Great War YouTube channel. Uh, If you haven't, go ahead and watch it because it is a fascinating documentary style take explaining week by week what happened during the First World War. He's got hundreds of episodes. They're incredibly well done with a lot of archival footage. So you can actually see what was happening as well as his explanations are fantastic. If they did something like that as an in-universe, like, you know, again, 10, 15 minute block piece where they did it as like an in-universe news report. That would be something that I would find really, really interesting. And honestly, was one of the ideas that we originally had, I think, when we were creating the Coruscant Pulse, which is why our name is like an actual like in universe broadcast station. Yep. Yep. But yeah, um, so one question that I've got is uh Red Leader Antilles did bring up a couple of specific ideas, and I will I will freely admit, my one idea regarding, you know, something seeing the old Republic at the height of their powers. That was something that I thought would be really interesting. But that idea really wound up coming out after red leader and Tilius wrote that they would love to see a film about a totally new Jedi set before the phantom menace dealing with some small conflict in one system. So you get several worlds, but get acclimated with the people of the area and their conflict. And they also wrote, maybe a Corsac film could work as well. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. You know, scaled down the conflict. You know, Rogue One in some ways I feel like was an exception to that rule because Rogue One was the story that we knew that we kinda in my opinion, we kinda needed because there were so, so many video games that dealt with stealing the Death Star plans that it was really hard to keep everything straight. And so, you know, the stakes were super high because they were the Death Star plans. I would like to see a smaller scale conflict, you know, something that's not decade spanning, you know, in in one of in one of these anthology films. And then I'm assuming from corsac that they're thinking that it could be a police procedural film. Which I think that could work. Dun dun. But that's also not exactly what I'd be looking for in a in a in a Star Wars movie at this point. Like it would again be in a different genre. That would bring in a lot of interesting ideas, but it's just not something that that I feel like I'm ready at this point to to see. I, I don't want that to be the next anthology film, maybe the one after when they inevitably do announce additional ones. You
2: don't want like Law and Order, um, Coruscant?
1: I was thinking it would, if anything, it would be closer to uh, Sherlock Holmes' uh, Star Wars.
2: NCIS, Star Destroyer.
0: Or it could tie in with your heist film, something getting stolen and the Corsac security officer going and investigating the crime, hereby learning about whatever new facet of the galaxy.
1: That would be great. Oh, I can just see it now. You know, you you like it's basically like the end of that film, like has the, the vault kind of like broken in and stolen from. And then it pans up to see like, you know. Uh, an alien and a human or a droid and they confer and they look at each other It's just like we got any leads and then the one person holds up like the equivalent of an evidence bag and it's just like we got one and then and then you know it cuts it cuts to like you know the next movie will be about you know these two characters or something like that
2: and it cuts to corn horn
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: Yeah, Red Leader also had another comment. Do you guys think we will ever see if the First Order actually be good tactically? I mean, Hux is kind of, sort of, totally a fuck up at this point. And uh, I say, yeah, I don't know if we are. Maybe they were fucking terrible in Force Awakens. laughably. like, what kind of chicken shit military organization is this?
2: Well, that's what happens when you take all the uh, all your rising pupils and best and brightest and. You know, you send some of them to the outer, the unknown regions, and you let all of the rest of the people die. You can't cultivate anything.
0: I don't know anything about that because it wasn't in a fucking movie, so it's it's out of Tom's mind. Uh, it I want to see that. Uh, not, no, it wasn't in a fucking movie, so it could be uh, fan fiction for all I fucking care. Is it care. hearsay? Yeah, I mean, I really need to see this shit in the movie. You need to establish your villains, and uh, the villains you have to be smart. They have to be something for heroes to overcome. They have to be menacing. They have to be you know, uh, uh, almost like an impossible uh, thing to be overthrown. And uh, the First Order is uh, comically a bunch of fuck-ups. They need to really fix that shit. Yeah, I, they yeah, not in a book, do. not in a fucking comic book, not in a stupid book written by someone who hasn't written science fiction before like they've been doing. They need something uh, in a movie done by a fucking filmmaker. I'm sick of the uh, nonsense.
1: And that's the thing. I think we are going to get that. Uh, I specifically to to directly answer the question. I believe we are going to see a tactically sound first order, and I think we're going to see that because I feel like Ryan Johnson prefers deadly, deadly villains. But you know what the problem is then, and, and I feel like. Uh, you know to to preempt you i feel like it's going to be a little bit disconcerting when we see it because i feel like phasma is going to move from being this vaguely comedic bumbling character that jj abrams set up to being like a stone cold fucking killer in the last jedi but that's really concerning like from a continuity standpoint i think so but i don't so, let me ask you this. Would you prefer that he doesn't do that and leaves her as a bumbling idiot?
0: Well, he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. If it were me, I would say that she died on that uh, fucking planet.
2: Yeah, I would have killed her off and uh, put a new one in, but
1: contracts and such. Yeah, yeah, I. for me... And you would have just kind of like replaced her with whatever he's going to wind up doing with her, right? Yep. Okay, I, I think that that would have been a good idea as well, but there was such a large marketing campaign about her, and then... Like, he got past this thing from J.J. J. Abrams, and he's got to make it work one way or the other. And I, I for one, I'm okay if, if the First Order in the next film does not feel like J.J. Abrams' First Order. Because J.J. Abrams' First Order didn't feel sinister.
2: I'd be even okay if they explain it off, like, oh yeah, that, that, that planet was full of rejects.
0: <laughs> but then why would you have a bunch of rejects guarding your weapon?
2: I mean, figure out a nicer way of putting it, you know what I mean? But, like, this is, like, the elite force right here.
0: And then, you know, they hate the Republic. Why do they hate the Republic? I still don't know why. Because they have they have guys who are stormtroopers? Like, I I need more here. And Because uh, the Republic won, Tom. Yeah, that's, that's really weak. You know, why is the Republic capital on this planet, not Coruscant? What's going on?
1: Yeah, so I think, for me, the big piece that we really need is you know if we're gonna see the first order tactically sound there's no way that we get that without having a kind of disconcerting feeling regarding continuity yeah it's it's gonna happen but and and i think i think this the franchise will be stronger for it
0: yeah it's gonna be like well why were they so shitty and hopefully we can just throw the blame right on jj abrams uh... that's exactly what i expect to have happen
1: and, you know we haven't they haven't done any like real press around the kind of story and what the first order is going to be like but when they start doing that i have to say i expect one of the things that people will say is yeah the first order we want to take a real hard look at them and really show the viewer why they were why they were sinister and really show the viewer what their capabilities were and i feel like that is what they're going to say they're not going to like say jj jj abrams made made star trek cartoon villains out of out of our empire I, I just don't feel like he's gonna say that they're ever gonna say something like that but what i do expect is is them to say that the First Order was always a threat. We didn't show that in the first one, really. But now, like, we're going to explain to you why they are so so dangerous and deadly. And so, yeah. So, again, to answer Red Leader and Tilly's question, I expect them that they are going to absolutely be technically competent. And I expect that to primarily be specifically because Rian Johnson is going to completely readjust how the how the first order reacts to things and how they respond to things
0: it's going to be the one of those things where it's going to hurt because it's going to make sense and then uh or at least i hope it does i hope it's going to make sense it's going to hurt because we're gonna be like oh they're making smart decisions now why is the same organization now not being a total dumbass but it uh then you know it's something i have never seen that type of turnaround in any type of fictional or real military organization ever cite me a source one of you james i'm looking at you you know you know these things or even the listeners name 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 me one
1: oh you mean like the u.s revolutionary army before they were trained by uh by the prussian and uh marquis de lafayette
0: that was over a series of years not uh what's the timetable between these two movies like days hours (laughs) i i think seconds potentially negative seconds yeah so you know what i mean Revolutionary uh, War was for like how long? Seven fucking years.
1: Nah, I, I I do understand your point, Tom. But you know, if you you know, if you think about it this way, they've they've got a bad bed. They can either try and fix the bed or just kind of let it go.
2: I mean, it just sucks that that somebody has to go back and fix it all, and you have all this. Neg- you know, it, it's just going to be weird. It has to be done. Somebody has to fix it. But it's just, it, no matter what happens, it's going to be weird.
0: All right, folks, so I think that will about wrap things up here for us today. Uh, go ahead and sh- let us know what you think would be a good Star Wars story you would like to see. Shoot us an email, of course, on pauls at gmail.com. Check us out on uh, Puppet State Media. Leave a comment there. We also have other podcasts to listen to. I believe Dumpster Radio is two episodes up. And What If History might have one coming soon. Yes, James? Soon. Very soon, so keep your eye open for that. Also, check out our Twitter and uh, Facebook feeds. uh, If we have any news about the show or other stupid memes or other articles, uh, we'll share them there. But uh, I just want to go ahead and thank everyone for listening. Until next week, may the force be with you. Dun, 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 dun.